On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get their first win of the season. The season opener, Luka Doncic plays spoiler to Victor Wembenyama and Derek Lively. Oh man, is he here to play? Yo, you see Applejack? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, where we let it ride. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. What's one thing that stood out to you from Mavs versus Spurs? Let us know that in the comment section below. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code all lowercase NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Oh, we're letting it ride first win of the season. Ugh. Joining me, friend of the show, now reoccurring co-host on the show. What okay. you got for me? What you got for me, Dana Larson? Okay. Well, that did not disappoint, Nick. <laughs> that did not disappoint. Ugh. We had teams galore, so much leading into that game, and and all of it was fun. And of course, the best part was the Mavericks get a win to start the season. I I didn't believe I shouldn't have been here. I didn't believe I didn't I didn't believe. <laughs> I, sh- I should have seen I'm myself out. Oh my gosh! It's just the roller coaster of it, and I'm yes. so scarred. Like I cannot tell you how much I was scarred by those two Hornets losses from the end of last season, where I had to do this show by myself, and Isaac was gone, mm. and I was just sitting here like. So disheveled and so disappointed. You haven't been able to purge it after all these months. Those emotions came roaring back. I counted. We did 172 shows between the last Mavericks game and this one that we just did. Wow. Impressive. You deserve this, Nick. No, it's it's, it's psychotic <laughs> is what it is, Dana. It's like, it's, it's psychotic. There's a, I have a problem. We did extra shows. Ugh. Mavs get the win. Great one. Dana Larson, Valley Sports Southwest here joining me. Uh, and we've got to talk about the starting lineup because that was a choice. I don't know if we've ever gotten as many subtext texts as we've gotten from that starting lineup when I sent the text. Hey, guess what? Maxi is starting. Derek Jones Jr. is starting. Lively is not. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how Luca was just nails in the fourth quarter. Pulled it off. He played a different substitution pattern, too. I was interested in that. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what that is all about. So Dana and I will talk about that. But I want to start here. We got to start here. Oh, it was the Derek Lively show playing spoiler to Victor Wembanyama. Yo, you see Applejacks? <laughs> what did you see from Derek Lively in his first NBA game? I mean, just so impressive because for him to have started every single preseason game, right, and been, uh, you know, had all the, the conversations about you're going to be a starter you're going to come in uh you've been playing great everybody was so happy with him and then he doesn't start and and all everybody's looking at is is the other rookie big fella on the other side and all of the hoopla surrounding that and yet he stayed patient he stayed ready 
And when he did get his chance, he was so impressive. He was so impactful. They needed that energy. Um, we see what he could do around the rim, which is so important. You can see the two guards, Luca and Kyrie, love him there as yes. an option. They already trust him. They already believe in him. Late in the game, his uh, ability to grab an offensive rebound oh. and give them another huge key possession had me screaming <laughs> in my room. I mean, it's it was those things that he looked very much like, um, you know, somebody who had played a hundred NBA games, not, you know, just a half basically at that point. He, he just the poise of it too. I've, I've talked about his poise. Yeah. I think in the last, the Pistons game, I talked about his poise on offense because we were nervous. And I think rightly so after summer league talking about him and talking about his, um, like his ability to set screens and, and, and fouling on screens. And we didn't see, we haven't seen that. We've seen him be very poised. We've seen him not make a ton of mistakes, be there on offense and to be such a key for them, like them just getting any offensive rebounds. He got five in this game. Again, finished with 16 points, 10 boards. He had an assist, a steal. He didn't have any blocks, but he probably could have had a couple of them, depending on whoever was keeping stats in San Antonio. I, I'm, we should maybe find them. But his ability, the Tyson tapouts, he had a couple of those that were just yeah. so key. And he's learning from the best. He's learning from Tyson Chandler himself. But just just being that big enough body that's there that can even get a hand or a finger on the ball, it makes such a difference. He was a difference maker. And that, that was, I think, so exciting to see. Um, not only to see, like you said, the poise, but to see just, I, I feel like his activity yeah. and the, the vocality, you know, we know he's going to be really vocal when he's out there. Um, the excitement that he brings that they need that so badly from him and to play I, so interesting to not start, but to finish in a close game. Uh, that spoke volumes, how quickly they they went, this is the guy. I mean, it didn't take long at all. The second he got out there and really got playing, you could really feel uh, what he was going to bring and how important it was going to be uh, to turn this game in the Mavericks' favor. And so to have him out there closing in his first game, uh, not just not starting in this case, starting the second half and then closing in a game and helping them close it out really said a lot. It was so clear that even – not to belittle Richard Jefferson, but even Richard Jefferson, who's like an outsider national perspective, looking in on this game, he saw the first like three minutes of Lively yeah. and he played with Jason Kidd. He's like friends with Jason Kidd. He got paid because of Jason Kidd. Like he owes a lot to Jason Kidd. And even he was sitting there on the broadcast going, hey, uh, JJ, what, what the hell is Jason Kidd doing with this starting lineup? Why is he not playing this kid? He looks so good right away. Like it was just so, that's how clear it was right away. Yeah. And you talked about him being vocal on defense. There's a moment in the fourth quarter where I can't remember exactly when it was, but it's fourth quarter. It's late. He comes back into the game and like Kyrie is kind of not paying attention or, or he's guarding somebody he's not supposed to. And lively screams at him from behind him and Kyrie realizes he's on the wrong guy and goes over to the other side. I mean, this is Kyrie, who's been an NBA Finals champion. Like, having that kind of guy, just the backline vocal presence yes. as a rookie already and being that comfortable, man, like, impressive. Yes. 
that last line of defense. And, you know, we haven't heard Jason Kidd's postgame comments yeah. yet as we're recording this. And so it'll be interesting to hear, um, you know, what he ends up saying with regards to his decision making with the starting lineup and, and the, the adjustments that he ended up ultimately making. And you can assume there were matchup things that he felt uh, were more, you know, um, advantageous to having Maxi Kleba out there in that in that case. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear that, but it just, it, it feels like, I don't know how this, we will, we will see him in the starting lineup going forward. I mean, there's just no way after what he did. Unless he just wants to take, well, I'll give my thoughts on the, the starting lineup. I think, I, I think I know why Jason Kidd made that decision and we'll talk about that a little later, but with, with Derek Lively, he's, I think he's got to start unless they just go with matchups. They just go, Oh, he's not a good matchup for, mm-hmm. for this player or this player. We want more spacing here or there. He was, it was just so good so quickly and everything he's worked towards. Like if you're, if you're listening to this for the first time this season and you're just checking in, this is what Derek Lively has gone through with the Mavericks. He gets drafted in June. Nico Harrison comes to the podium and says, I don't think these guys are going to play any time in the G league. And then all of a sudden there's this weird moment in the summer where like Tim McMahon and Brian Damaris and guys that know around the team are saying, you know, they might spend some time in the G league. I think they really like their guys and playing small with Maxie at five and Grant at five, maybe and Derek Jones jr. At five. And so there was that kind of moment. And then the Mavericks bring Derek lively and Omax into camp in August or like a month early before they start putting in work. And the Mavericks all of a sudden say, Oh man, he's made a leap since summer league. He's made this big leap and they, you know, he's, he's been working really hard. He's done everything we've asked. Then the Mavericks come in, the rest of them, and Luca's saying, man, this guy, he follows really well. He's good. I like playing with him. And then he starts all the, the preseason games. Then he doesn't start the beginning <laughs> of this game. And then he finishes, just like you said. And, like, he's been through this whole thing and put the work in. And, like, he's going to do everything they ask. And it, it totally paid off in this one. But coming up, I, I want to talk about more about how this game was won. I want to talk about how the Mavericks got to this point. How did they play uh, in such a clutch game and, and get the win in this one we'll talk about Luca we'll talk about the starting lineup there's Dana there's just a, a million things we're going to talk about and we'll get to all of them coming up but before we do that let me tell you about Ibotta Ibotta is an app that'll help you get money for the stuff that you already pay how about that starting November 1st for the fourth year in a row Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast Dana I don't know how many people you do Thanksgiving at your house uh yes sometimes Ibotta's giving you 100% cash back for your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app, redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and then upload your receipt to the Ibotta app. It's I-B-O-T-T-A. They'll give you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care, pantry goods. You can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing, whether it's just a couple people, whether it's your whole family, your whole extended family, all that, you can get cash back. Download the Ibotta app. Use the code LOCK to get 10% or 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Go to the App Store, Google Play, download the free Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED, one word, LOCKED. I-B-O-T-T-A is the app in the Google Play or App Store. Again, use the code Ibotta. Also want to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I like Prize Picks because it's super simple. You don't have to think too hard about it. You basically go to the site. You can do... You pick more or less on a projection for a certain player. So in this game, let's say it was Derek Lively, you know, seven points. Should have picked the more. Should have picked the more on that one because that was a great one. You can look at, for example, Sixers versus Bucks coming up tomorrow. Points, rebounds, assists. Giannis, 44. You can pick more or less on that. I'll go more. I feel like he'll be motivated in his first game. Joel Embiid, 43 and a half. The vibes are stinky over there in 
Philadelphia. I'm going to go less on Joel Embiid. I just do those two together. I put down 20 bucks and that hits. I can win uh I can win $200. If I put down 300, I can win $900 with the power play. So check that out. Again, it's Prize Picks. It's Daily Fantasy. Go to prizepicks.com/lockedonnba. Use that code lockedonnba all one word all lowercase. Lockedonnba. Get a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com promo code lockedonnba. I need a recovery beer. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to support the show, text us. Get texts during games. I send a game. I send a text in the morning for what you need to watch for in the game later tonight. I send one when we know the starters. I'll send one at halftime, and I'll send one at the post, giving you all my thoughts on the game, things like that, straight to your phone. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description. All right, Dana. <sighs> I feel I feel great about this game. I'm I'm so, I'm so glad that they got this win. Uh, the Mavericks win this game. It comes down to the end. Luka Doncic was just absolutely incredible in this game. He we haven't even mentioned him yet, which is how wild this game was. Exactly. Thirty three points, fourteen rebounds, ten assists. What did you see from Luka, and what did you see late in this game? Yeah, big stage for Vic. But Luka absolutely stole the show. Did you see him? I think at one point after a big shot he hit. He looked like he was mouthing, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> like pay attention yeah. to the fact uh, that, uh, you know, I am a superstar proven in this league, not just beginning tonight uh, in a de- debut, but like I am a guy, I am a generational talent as well. Don't you dare forget <laughs> about me. And the great news too was we went into this game with not knowing if Luca was going to play at all. He was questionable with the calf injury that he sustained in Spain. He had been dealing with the thigh injury for a long time now. And um, the good news was we heard right before they left for San Antonio, he said, I actually feel great. Mm. Uh, and, And I hate that, you know, I've not been able to practice, but I think the calf is better. The thigh is better. I've been doing all the right work. Well, geez, did he look healthy? He looked ready to go. He looked refreshed. He looked rejuvenated. You know, you talked about how how discouraged you were at the end of last season. (laughs) Remember what Luca was like at the end of last season? He was devastated. Uh, None of that went the way he wanted. And for him to come out on a night where it was all about Victor Wembanyama, is all about the San Antonio Spurs, and put on an absolute clinic and and a usual Luca show, and it was fantastic to watch. It was amazing, and I he, he had such control, and, and it was the quintessential Luca game where he has such control when he has the ball in his hands, when he's in the pick and roll. He's so comfortable when he can play pick and roll with a big, and so when they start Maxi, it just sort of made things kind of strange. Like, they're used to, all right, we've worked this all down to the, to the bone. Like, we've worked this team over with our pick and rolls over and over again, and now let's throw in Maxi for the different wrinkle right. to do five. Who's going to pop and 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 shoot the three, right? Who's going to play the five out, space the floor, and then we'll take advantage of it because we've, we've exercised all our other pick and roll options, and, and we've used them out. And in this game, they did the opposite of that. They <laughs> like, tried to start with the spacing first, and you could just tell when Luca had that pick and roll guy, he was—I mean, he was working Zach Collins like the, just the little fakes under the basket, the kicks to you know to Derek Lively, the alley oops. Him and Kyrie were doing that, uh, just taking advantage. And yeah, Luca was was great in this game. The, the substitution pattern for him. So we're used to seeing Luca play the entire first quarter, 
Then he comes in at the, the end of the second quarter and plays half of that. Then he plays the whole third quarter. Then he plays the back half of the fourth quarter. In this game, he subbed out for four minutes in the first quarter. He subbed out for like two minutes in the, in the middle of the second quarter. Subbed out for the last three and a half minutes of the third quarter. And then was out for like the middle two minutes of the fourth quarter. What did you think about them giving him basically four rests and halftime right. instead of doing the like, he gets two in-game rests and halftime kind of deal. And and I'll I'll be curious to see if that's something they go forward with. But I honestly think it had more to do with the fact that he hadn't played. Mm. He hadn't even been practicing. So he talked about the fact that, you know, he was probably going to be a little winded. I mean, he'd really only been in shooting and weights. So they didn't necessarily, Jason Kidd before the game was saying, I don't think we're going to do his first, the usual first full quarter of play for Luca. We're going to manage it a little bit. We're going to communicate with him a little bit and figure out what's best. So it seemed like they were able to really pace his minutes and, and, and have him at his best when it mattered most at the end of the game. Yeah, he had he had practiced the two before, like the two days that they practiced before. So he had at least That's done right. those. But yeah. before that, yeah, he wasn't doing anything. He even mentioned that it's kind of been helpful for me to just do weights and to huh. just work on that and not, you know, get too much if I'm not able to practice and do all that. But yeah, I found that kind of interesting that they played him a different. And I'll I'll be interested to see if they do that going forward. I think he had more wind at the end of the game. I mean, you could tell that he was he, his shot. He was playing up. defense. <laughs> he felt so good. He was out there playing defense and he celebrated the the, the biggest, most demonstrative uh, that he did in all of it after he, he was a part of a, a reason they were able to get a stop. Uh, and he was so excited. And he talked about that briefly on the, you know, on court interview right after yeah. was was the reason we won this game was because we we finally got down and dirty on the defensive end. <laughs> enough at the end of the game <laughs> and that's the key for the season just get just get down and dirty enough just play defense enough, enough. and I feel like they didn't in the first quarter at all I mean, the, at the, all. the pace caught them completely off guard the weird starting lineup I think caught them off guard the, the energy of Wembenyama what did you see from them defensively I yeah. guess early on that that just wasn't working well, first of all, you knew they had to literally just had to weather the energy of that building. Mm-hmm. You went in there and you knew San Antonio was going to come out absolutely, um, you know, like a freight train with all of the excitement, the all of the fans, all of this stuff has been building for them for months. So if you could just weather it, but they looked stunned. They looked, you know, flat on their feet. They weren't uh, rotating quick enough. And, and, and the Spurs players are young, athletic, hungry, and they just were driving it right down their throats. And the good news is here, you know, you don't crown a champion after one quarter of play in the NBA, uh, because that was really a disaster defensively. (laughs) And of course it had Mavs Twitter going bananas about, okay, here (laughs) we go again. Uh, the defense is going to be terrible And, and you still can't take away how much improvement there might be defensively. The great news is, though, they did respond. Um, and I think you're right. I just think there were different personnel. They were trying to do different things. You've got Grant Williams out there, and he's a guy we're, they're looking at as a defensive anchor. He's still getting comfortable with everybody. He's They have this wild matchup uh, with, you know, a seven-foot-five alien, you know, that's coming in and and changing up everything in the NBA. So it was, they were the guinea pigs. They were truly the guinea pigs going in. They were going to be the ones who had to figure out how to play the Spurs team, how to defend Wembenyama for the first time. 
Um, and I think that's why that quarter will be one of those things you just burn. Uh, <laughs> and you never, you, you know, you just go, all right, that we, we survived. We survived that. And that's good news for now. The Mavs want to play faster, and the Spurs were like, "Oh, we will play all the fat, all the more faster." The, the, right. The Mavs got caught off guard on transition defense so many times in that first quarter, where it wasn't it wasn't just that oh no one got back and there was wide open dunks. It was little things where you didn't you didn't front early enough in the possession, or there wasn't enough guys back, or it was one guy that w- was missing on that. Uh, and it was sort of like old habits that that die hard from last season, right? Get, getting back. Maxi mentioned that in my interview with him. During uh, practice one day, I just said, "What do you guys got to do defensively?" He's like, "We've got to get back. Like, you can't just have one guy that complains and stays back." Basically, right. I was kind of calling out Luca, but it's it's a a thing that kind of like went through the whole team where everybody seemed to be dealing with that at one point or another. Yeah, that the defense early was was bad. They I feel like they did pick it up a little bit. Wembenyama getting in foul trouble definitely helped them. Absolutely, on that sense. Uh, but coming up, I want to explain why Jason Kidd made that lineup. I think I know why he decided to, to start that starting lineup. And then we'll talk about everything else that we saw from this game. What do we see from Kyrie, from the other players, the rotation, and all that. Dan and I will get into that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook gets you all the, the odds and lines and action in all of the sports. Pretty much all the sports. They have tons of them. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and you can get $5, if you put down $5, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you do that. I've got the awards pulled up right here in front of me. Jokic, plus 430. He had a great showing to start. He's plus 40 to win MVP. Luka Doncic, plus 550. So he's number two right now to win MVP. This may be the time to get in early on Luka and the MVP odds to get that 550 number. Giannis, plus 650. Tatum, plus 650. He had a great showing against the, the, the Knicks in this game. All kinds of other stuff you can parlay. You can do NFL, MLB with the Rangers. All kinds of stuff for the, the World Series with the Rangers. And, of course, you can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Put down 5 bucks, You get $200 in bonus bets. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go home! All right, Dana. Let's get into the rest of this game. All right. The starting lineup was a lot. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of response. Luca, Kyrie, Grant Williams, the big group that we we had heard about all training camp, they started. And then Derek Jones Jr. and Maxi Kleba started. Uh, I think I know why Jason Kidd made that decision. First of all, I think he completely overthought it. And I think if you're looking down the barrel of of Victor Wembanyama playing on the other side, you said is an alien who just looks like it. He's got eight foot wingspan, guys. Eight feet. That's an insane. That's that's insane. Yeah. Think to think about that. Watch all the highlights of him blocking Clay Thompson's three point shot. Of blocking Damian, he blocked the Damian Lillard. Uh, or he 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 blocked a, an Andrew Wiggins throw. He's blocked so many stuff, so many shots. He got he Kyrie early. Yeah, got Kyrie on a jumper at the beginning of this game. So I think he overthought it and thought, well, let's play with some spacing. Let's play with Maxi at the five, and then I also want that length because. This starting lineup for the Spurs, Dana, was was kind of weird, too. Like, they started with Vassell. That's a normal, like, guard guy. Then Jeremy Sohan, he's 6'9". Keldon Johnson, right. he's, like, 6'6", and so he's a, a wing type. And then you have Zach Collins and Victor Wembanyama, who are both pretty much centers. They started with all right. this size and Victor Wembanyama, and Kid's like, all right, let me go with the spacing, and let me go with the wing length. And in the end, he got neither of those things, basically, in the, with it. Well, and you got, you know, Derek Jones Jr. played 11 minutes and never yeah. really, you know, was was a factor at all. Didn't come back in much at all. Uh, 0 for 3. Uh, not that he 
he's really out there for his offense but you know if he's going to be able to take a shot you'd like to knock him down he missed both of his two he had been really trending you know though because we we know that um we'd seen him in the starting lineup we know jason kidd had talked a lot yeah. about liking him and his his defense and wanted to see him so i i don't know um do you think we will see him uh in that starting lineup again I don't think I don't know what I I don't know what Jason Kidd has seen in Derek Jones Jr. that we haven't seen in Josh Green because even some of the stuff where you say, well, he brings d- defense and length. Well, Josh is getting to more deflections and Josh is getting to more like he's defending at the point of attack better, I think, through through this preseason and then now in, in this first game. Like you saw more activity from him. And that's why I think Josh closed the game instead. I think he decided to right. to make that choice. But I kind of wonder the again, closing lineup was the one we all thought we'd see as the starting lineup. Yeah. Right. Mav's Twitter is, uh, is this the smartest one, right? Like <laughs> at the end of the day, it is, it is what it is. But I think he also overthought it in wanting that Josh Green creation on offense off the bench as well, where it just kind of doesn't work that way because, because there's, you don't just bring somebody off the bench and then they replace. And, but you've always, you've, you're always going to have some, as long as Luke and Kyrie are healthy, you're always going to have some creation and, and Josh Green will be with there with, with one of them. And Tim Hardaway, had did some creation stuff in this game and, and he was great in, in this one as well. He was a huge reason why they were connected mm. still early in the game when the defense certainly wasn't um, because he just came out firing, firing away like he does. Uh, that's his role. And he hit, uh, you know, shots immediately had quick 15 points and that really kept them close uh, while they kind of got the rest of things together. I think it's just going to be so interesting to see how it, it feels like we know how Tim Hardaway will be used, but how how are we going to see Josh Green into that starting lineup? What how they tried Exum Curry played four minutes and even touched the ball. Um, <laughs> definitely didn't even take a shot. So you know they we know there's been a bit of a, a log jam, and they are still there's still a lot of guys on this roster, and it's going to be interesting to see how the rotation. Uh, do truly play out. I was getting some texts on the subtext line before, like during the game, and they're like, "Where's Curry? Where's Hardy? Where's Dwight Powell?" And I was like, "Have you watched this defense right now? That, that those are the three players they do not need." Which is a logjam that we've been talking about all summer about yeah. how how do they figure out all those minutes with all these guys that don't necessarily bring the things that they need, and that's going to open up minutes for a Derek Jones Jr. and Omax, you know, a, a Dante Exum and. Exum only played seven minutes in this game. Kid, kid had a really short rotation, if you really think about it. Right. Yeah, he certainly did. I think that. Um, I mean, he wanted to win this game. You know, I, yeah. this is there is so much um, emphasis early on to starting strong uh, for a number of reasons, but they they could not afford after the way the season ended last year uh, to come out and look discombobulated, look like Luca and Kyrie don't know how to close games together. Um, lose a game to the Spurs. You cannot afford to lose a game to teams like the Spurs. They have got to start strong and you could kind of sense in that second half, it was uh, here, here, these guys are the guys that I think I, you know, I are, are out there to help us win this game right now. And I need you to finish it. Yeah. The- they just, they needed it. And they didn't even play like ridiculous minutes either. Kyrie played the most. He played 36. Grant Williams played 35. Luca played 34 with a different rotation that we, t- that we mentioned earlier. Lively playing 30 minutes. That is not something I thought I would see this early in the yeah. season, but it was, it was a good enough matchup for him and he was playing well enough. And I mean, he was the best center on the court. <laughs> 
I know, which is really great. And the fact that truly he was not the one in foul trouble. Yeah. And, and we've spent so much time, you know, um, talking about how difficult it is for rookie centers to assimilate to the NBA game and to make an impact early on. And usually the biggest challenge is figuring out how not to get in foul trouble. And for for Wembenyama to just immediately fall into that um, and you, it just deflated that entire crowd in that building. Yeah. Uh, they were there to see him. And all of a sudden, all they were doing was watching him on the bench. And they were walk- watching the Mavs center counterpart uh, go to work and really make a statement, make a name for himself outside of Dallas. On the national stage, a lot of people now are going to be looking out for Derek Lively. Uh, Grant Williams. He's not going to be talked about a lot in this game, but he had 17 points. He had six boards. He had a block. He hit four threes in this one. I mean, him, him getting those, Isaac's been calling it all, all summer. And it's true. He's going to get so many wide open threes like that. There was a play that I remember where he's uh, like, he's, he gets so far into the corner that Luca is getting, Luca's getting doubled. And he's, he just goes like, Oh, it's four minutes left. Luca gets doubled. It's a tie game. And Grant Williams just kind of scoots over to the corner and like as far into the corner as possible. The camera doesn't even see him. And then they, they swing the ball around. He gets a wide open three and hits it. He was, he was huge in this game. And I think the biggest thing that he brought to this game, there was a moment where he's screaming at a ref going into a timeout and you can see it on the broadcast and you see Luca on the broadcast, like wave to him, like, come here, come here, come here. He's waving to Grant. And then he comes over to Grant kind of like puts his arm around him. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I was like, wow, gross. Wow. There's some growth wow. there with, with Luca. We've got Luca calming Grant down. Yes. Okay, okay. This is going to be an entirely different year. He's stepping up as a leader. He told us that. I'm going to do the thing. He, he told us that at media day. I said, are you going to take a tech for Luca in one of these games? He said, Luca may have to take a tech for me. And we saw it game, game one that, that yeah. Grant was already getting into it and Luca was the one to calm him down. I even noticed Grant when he was on the bench um, he called Maxi over during a, a, mm. a, like a bit of a, you know, a, a timeout or I can't remember exactly what was happening. Dead ball moment. And he had Maxi and he was chirping at Maxi on the side, uh, you know, possibly about a, a defensive assignment or something yeah. he was wanting. So he was communicating from on the bench to the guys that were on the floor. Um, so we know he's taking that leadership role very seriously and he's not afraid to, to speak up. Um, and, and so we saw that in all ways tonight. Yeah. Yeah. He's not afraid to speak up in any moment ever in in any, in any point of life. That's right. Uh, We haven't mentioned Kyrie very much. He didn't have the greatest game shooting one of eight from three, 10 of 24 from the field had 22 points, six assists. But when he needed to his finishes, man, like he, he can just finish around anybody. He took advantage of some of those young bigs where they think, Oh, if I just do verticality, he won't be able to finish. And just the. Mm -hmm like moving around in the air, finishing around. He's just so good at it. He's so elite um, when it comes to that. And and it, it's really fun to watch. And I, I felt like he was, he also is one of those guys that knows how to pace himself so yeah. well in a game. And we heard him, he was mic'd up at the beginning of the game uh, in the huddle. He said something about if we play selfless yeah. in this game, we win this game. Well, that was really his approach for so much of it until right at the end, um, he was facilitating. He was setting up guys. He was getting the feel of the game. He was making sure that his teammates had the feel of the game. And then, um, you know, he knows when it's when it's crunch time. He knows when it's time to go. And he was also out there running the floor for Luca. Luca found him for 
for a beautiful pass and transition and he finishes there uh, and to see the two of them look really good together was great uh and so I, Kyrie's fun to watch because he can just sort of calmly make his way through a game mm. impact it at really important points or even impacting it when you're not really noticing it um and then you look back and you go wow that was that really was a great game his only three he made by the way is one of eight but the, on, the only three he made yeah. minute 50 Kyrie or Luca and, and Lively run a pick and roll. Mavs are down by one. Kyrie wide open three off of the the help from, from right. the, the Spurs defender. So he hit the clutch three and man, a great oh win. Seven before that. Oh for seven. <laughs> and matter. then he hits that. Yeah. The, the shooter's mentality that, that they all talk right. about. So much stuff. I mean, we didn't even talk about the pace. Luca, I felt like was really pushing the pace forward. He was running, running and gunning Luca. <laughs> he was running. <laughs> It's funny to watch Luca run, but he yes. was doing the kick aheads. And when he couldn't kick ahead, he was running with the ball and they were trying to push ahead. Uh, they had 19 fast break points. When does that, when does that ever happen? But it was a point of emphasis. Luca is on board. Clearly. Um, he had a great finish even after running the entire court. Um, so that was exciting to see too. Uh, I think that they're clearly going to uh, try to bring that in as, as part of things. And Luca's can, could play at any pace. Um, and you can tell that he was ready for that. We didn't even talk about the scouting report. Oh my gosh. I forgot about the scouting <laughs> report, the scouting report that was left in the hotel. Go check out on my Twitter, my TikTok, or my Instagram that I put a video about the scouting report that was found in the hotel. Go to at Nick Van Exit on any of those. Uh, we'll talk about that and joke about that probably tomorrow. Man, that you was... cover it all from all angles. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dana Larson, thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs. Guys, go some, go uh, comment below what's one thing that stood out to you from the Mavs and Spurs game. We'll be back tomorrow with more Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Woohoo! Want to know, baby? Peace out. Boom.